This is a special world report with a friend of Medjugorje. I've talked to you many times about the Chinese warrior, Sun Tzu. He taught to win every battle. You must know yourself and you must know your enemy. We know right now that we in the United States of America is facing an attack unlike anything like we have ever experienced in this history. Why are we losing battle after battle? Because we don't know ourselves anymore. And we don't know our enemy. If you learn how to know your enemy, you will know what to do. By now, you know Trump's house was raided by 30 FBI agents. 20 cars drive up. They got a search warrant to go through his whole house. His attorney was not allowed to go in. If you know your enemy, you know this took place. Several months before Obama's last term was going to end, I saw with my own eyes on the front page of the New York Times that Obama was going to hire 1,000 minorities, Muslims, in the Secret Service. I had already put in the book, They've Had the First Shot, that Obama was packing every branch of the government with leftist people, people who were not patriots, and people that had an agenda. I went back several months later to get the article. It was gone. I don't know how they erased that. I didn't have the original newspaper. There's no evidence. Nowhere. There was not a trace of this evidence. Some journalists got to hold something that shouldn't have been broadcasted. How do you have the integrity of the FBI that was all respected that it turned what it's into now. Trump is hated. Trump scares the people that want this agenda. This raid, understanding your enemy, you think they're just going in there to collect papers? If you know your enemy, you know yourself, and they got to stop Trump from being president again. At least some of those FBI agents could easily bring papers there and put them in the boxes that they took out and say, oh, look what we found. You got to think what your enemy is going to do is going to destroy you. The fact that 30 FBI agents go in there, 20 cars outside, we know Satan has a master intellect. They're not going to Trump's house and go be having something empty. If I was in their shoes, I would find the papers that I want to found that I would bring them in there and put them in the box. The angels told them at the house, or whoever it was, to turn off the security cameras. What's your enemies going to do if they're going to look for the evidence? They have nothing to hide from the security cameras. If what they were doing was a clean thing. No, it's a dirty thing. The enemy of us and the enemy of good, the less, will do everything and whatever they have to do to stop Trump to be the president again. They know 
they will be destroyed and their agenda will be destroyed. And by reading evil and the hatred toward Trump and the people who support Trump and the people who believe in Trump, they have to eliminate him. What happened to Epstein? He was a bad guy. And he had the goods on a lot of people. From the Clintons, judges, politicians. And they put Epstein in prison. And he was found beat up. And nobody knew how that happened. Evidently, somebody tried to kill him. The security cameras somehow didn't capture it. After that, he lived through it. And they find him sometime later, a few weeks later, whatever the time was, they found him dead. And they said he committed suicide. Really? On his sales is 24 security. The security guards, I think it was two of them supposed to watch him, they fell asleep. Really? Where's the video? That didn't work again, too? There was a talk show later about that, and they talked to a guy who was in that prison. And he said, it's impossible to hang yourself, because that's what they said it did. Because the sheets... Is made out of paper. And this former prisoner says it's completely impossible to commit suicide. Do you see where this is going now? They got to stop Trump. They want him dead. They want him in jail. And he's going to be depressed if they do that. Are they going to get that far with it? Knowing your enemy, the only way to do that is get him in jail. Oh, Trump, he was too depressed. They want to kill him. Just like Epstein. The difference is, the good guy is Trump. Epstein was a bad. The same plan can be played out. You think that's too far-fetched? Trump is dangerous. He's hated because he's like you, who wants good. If they can get him gentle, it's done. I'm going to tell you, Donald Trump is anointed by God. He is the man of our, and that's why so much hatred against him and those of us who support him are just as hated. I did a broadcast back almost five years ago, September 20th, 2017. I named it, God Raised Up the Man of the Hour. And I'm very clear back then, as much as I am today, that the persecution, the hatred, the evil against Trump is a sign he's anointed. I knew that before he was president. When he announced he was going to be president through his speech, when I read that, I immediately understood this, that this is the guy, that our country is what we needed. We're going to play a clip where I speak about these things to give you a good picture today of what's happening. Amazing. Truly amazing. We've waited for 36 years for this. And Mariana now says we are moving into the moment of the secrets. And if we're moving into the moment of the secrets, are we not also moving into the moment of the triumph, which parallels that, or transitions through that? After listening to Donald Trump's speech in front of the UN yesterday, we all gathered in an auditorium, the community did, and listened to it. And all I can say is we have arrived. 
one of our community members opened the Bible this morning and pointed to verse 4 of Sirach, chapter 10. Sovereignty over the earth is in the hand of God who raises up on it the man of the hour. Sovereignty over every man is in the hand of God who imparts his majesty to the ruler. You think that's a coincidence? I know when Trump first gave his speech that he was announcing for presidency, immediately I recognized this is the guy. And a lot of people, when we start speaking to him, like, Balt, are you sure? Or I've lost it? Have you listened to the speech? Tonight, we're going to play it in its entirety. Why are we going to do that with Medjugorje, a radio wave broadcast or a mission that is dedicated to Ali's messages in Medjugorje? Because this is the message. His message last night was the message. Donald Trump said sovereignty 19 times. He referred to it several other times over that. Sovereignty is something, something God has given to us. The Declaration of Independence talks about that that every man has inalienable rights, not unalienable rights. Inalienable is different. Do you ever lean on your home from your mortgage to the bank? They claim it because they have this lienable mortgage that legally gives that the ability if you don't pay, they take your house. But God has given us inalienable rights. You can't put a lien against us, our rights, because they're from God, not from government. That's a very important part of understanding sovereignty. We are free agents. God knows and sees when somebody is going to go kill somebody. A horrible thing. You've heard about atrocious things that happened, but God didn't stop it because we have a free will. We have sovereignty over our soul. We own it. And we inherit what it does. Our Lady recognizes sovereignty on November 25th, 1987. She says, I love you immeasurably in that I desire each of you for myself. But God has given to all a freedom which I lovingly respect and I humbly submit to. This is a profound message. I wrote about sovereignty in Look What Happened When I Was Sleeping and in They Fired the First Shot because it's so important. In chapter 3, and they fired the first shot. It was written that this election year, we're talking about 2012 that was coming up with Obama. It says, this election year in the United States is a war between two opposing ideologies and a battle for sovereignty over the nation that is heating up more and more as the November elections grow closer. The battle for your sovereignty is what our lady said August 2nd, 1981. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. This is what happened in heaven. In the book, Look What Happened While You're Sleeping, a chapter is verbicide, the war is won. I quoted Jared I. Morris, one of the authors of the Bill of Rights, said, a simple democracy is the devil's own government. A democracy is the worst government our forefathers 
said that exists because it ends up tearing itself apart. We're a republic. And in a republic, we go by the rule of law, and we have our own person, our own sovereignty, and our nation has an independent sovereignty in the world. But it was written in this book that Lucifer, the devil, placed himself beyond God's sovereignty by popular feeling and mob rule, utilizing the angels and their rebellion to try to establish a democracy in heaven. Pride was born by Lucifer. Our Lady's words of February 2nd, 2012 confirms his pride today has come to rule on earth. To do what? To turn everything into chaos through a democracy, which he helped establish and now photographed in our country for the same thing. Our Lady said August 2nd, 2011, As individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and to destroy it. These are not light words. These are not opinions. These are not just advisable things. This is factual. It comes straight from heaven. If you believe in the apparitions, you have to believe in what already says, that Satan wants to destroy the world. But according to God's will, she says, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. How's that? I've told you a story of being in Williamsburg. Clinton was president. He just got elected. And we were listening to a guy who portrayed Thomas Jefferson. And Thomas Jefferson was in this man's being. He eat, drank, and slept, and think everything about Thomas Jefferson. So people could ask him questions. And he couldn't go before the time of 1775, before the revolution. In other words, the news of the day was the only thing he would speak about if he was asked a question. So somebody asked a question when we were in the forum in the courthouse in Williamsburg. And they ask about Clinton. And he says, I don't know who you're talking about. And the guy didn't catch on to what Thomas Jefferson was saying, who, the, the man who portrayed him. And he said, you know, President Clinton is a liar. And he said, I don't know who you're talking about. And so the man pressed him, and, and he said, well, what I can say to you is you receive your leaders of who you are as a people. And when he said that, it was shocking because I remember everybody believed, 52% of the nation believed Clinton was a liar. And I think he won by 52%. In other words, we got the leader who we were. We were a bunch of liars, and we accepted that. This is an amazing thing. It was really something that struck me in a profound way. And so now we have in Sarah the verse, sovereignty over the earth is in the hand of God. Why is that important? Because I lady said, peace will not come to the president. So why are we going to play Donald Trump's whole speech? Because you get the leaders of who you become. For 36 years, we've been praying. 36 years, we've been fasting. 36 years, we've been consecrating our nation to Our Lady. We've had four consecrations here in her presence. And she even gave a message that we will heal our land. Parallel in the Bible. You all know that, to start prayer groups, etc. And so this Bible verse says, sovereignty over the earth is in the hand of God. So it's not through the president, it's through the people. If we're not liars, we don't get a liar. If we're liars, we get a liar. So sovereignty over the people is in the hand of God who raises up 
own it, the man of the hour. I'm telling you, Donald Trump is the man of the hour. He is the man of this moment. And when you listen to the speech, even if you already have heard it, you'll hear things in it that you didn't hear yesterday. And that's why we felt it's important enough to do a special report. And so the Bible verse continues. Sovereignty over every man is in the hand of God who imparts his majesty to the ruler. God's hand is on Donald Trump. You say, well, we don't like his treat. We don't like this about him. We don't like that about him. You go find a, a ruler that's ever gone into the United Nations, including the popes that have spoken there, and directly said something right in front of these presidents who were sitting there looking at him, North Korea, Iran, Venezuela, about these nations, and calling them down right on top of them who they were. The courage for him to do that without apologies and call him down in front of the whole world is a result of him having the ability of the way he tweets and does things he does. This trait can't be tamed because it's not to be tamed because this is the man God chose up that's got the courage to say what needs to be said, whether you like it or not. I'm going to play now a clip from They Fired the First Shot. 2012, of what I wrote about sovereignty. Sovereignty is good for nations when the government is beholden to the people, but it is not possible under socialist policies. Speaking of the sovereignty of America as a nation, separately from other nations, it is a different matter than the federal government believing that government is sovereign in opposition to the individual. The perception of the state is that it is sovereign, whereas the belief of the founders was that it is the individuals who are sovereign, because we, the people, are the government. Knowing that America's sovereignty is a good, and that the individual's sovereignty resonates deep in the heart of Americans, the word sovereign must be demonized. Enemies to individual unalienable rights and limited government lump everyone who simply does not like big government intrusion into this category, negatively stereotyping this group, the sovereigns. We're in an incredible moment, incredible times, and we have people call him a nationalist. You have to stop accepting that word. He's a patriot. I also wrote years ago about patriotism. Patriotism is something that is a vile thing against the United Nations. They hate that. They don't want to see those words. They don't want that to be there because it interferes with everything you want to accomplish. In other words, patriotism has to be changed to the dirty word of nationalism. Once you establish nationalism, you establish what I saw with Flasto when I first went to Medjugorje. They wanted American dollars. They was very interested in that. And they were so interested in it that they would even say things for your good or for your being teased by them 
to collaborate and get American dollars. So I'm sitting in Dubrovnik at lunch with some communists. The top one was Vlasto. He looked like something out of a movie. Had a tight collar button topped up and a big old knot on the side of his neck hanging out, you know, like cancer or something. And he was a leading communist there that was running a whole show of people coming into Mezioria. And he gravitated toward me. And one of the first things he offered me was, besides girls, he did that, was Coca-Cola. A big thing to drink a Coca-Cola in a communist nation. When they went to Germany, the fathers would bring a Coke home, and they wouldn't even drink it. They put it in the window in the village of Medjugorje to show that I got a Coke. That's how big that was. It's kind of comical to hear that, but that was prestigious to have an American Coca-Cola in your window, just like a candle at Christmas. They wouldn't even drink it. So Vlasto says, the weather's good. God is good. And I know he's an atheist, and he's saying things for my benefit. And then as the conversation goes on, he slams his fist on the table and says, communism will rule the world. He couldn't even keep himself restrained to get my favor. But I'm saying this because patriotism is a bad, bad thing now. No, patriotism is not bad. It's good, but they want to make it bad because it's bad for them, the people in darkness who hate this nation. So what Vlasto did was nationalist. It's nationalism. And that's how we're described now because it's a negative. Trump said last night, the true question of the United Nations today for people all over the world who hope for better lives for themselves and their children is a basic one. Are we still patriots? I can't believe he said it. Because everybody, even the conservative side, even those people that should understand are saying nationalist. They're referring to Trump as nationalist. Vlasto was nationalist. Communism is going to rule the world. That's what nationalism is. But that's not patriotic, and that's not a patriot. Trump said, do we love our nation enough to protect their sovereignty and take ownership of their futures? Do we revere them enough to defend their interests, preserve their cultures, and ensure a peaceful world for their citizens? Trump is bringing back the fatherhood of fatherland. Patriot means, in Latin, the word father. A patriot is a person who loves his fatherland or country. A person who loves, supports, and defends his country and its interests with devotion. A person who regards himself as a defender, especially of individual rights against the presumed interference of federal government. A person who vigorously supports their country and is prepared to defend it against enemies or distractors. June 2nd, 2015, Our Lady says, If you're not afraid and witness courageously, the truth will miraculously win. It's not going to just win. Trump is there by miraculous means. I'm telling you, this man is part of the messages. You may reject that. You may not understand it. You may go along with it. But you dissect what you're about to hear when you listen to a speech. And listen to the whole thing. It's about an hour long. But it's necessary to understand what's happening in Medjugorje, that lays here to triumph, that this is part of it. And yes, again, peace won't come to the precedent. But we have Trump because we have changed. It's God, who Sarek says, sovereignty over the earth in the hand of God, who raises up on it the man of the hour, 
You think we picked that message, one of our community members, the day after the speech? Our Lady writes our script. She shows us, she teaches us. Miraculously win, but remember, strength is in love. Love of the fatherland. This is not something sinful. It's not alien. We have people thinking that and believing it. In this chapter of They Find the First Shot, Stories of David, it was written, To graft into the daily lives of the U.S. citizens, the United Nations took a motto that spoke of its goals. Quote, Think of globalization locally, unquote. And I continue to say, in other words, a great deal of planning, time, money, and effort was put forth to bring local authorities in line, literally brainwashing them with the globalist UN thinking that rejected the sovereignty of the individual nations and worked towards a one-world government. Donald Trump literally destroyed that. You might have heard what he said, that if... North Korea doesn't stop their things. We will totally destroy North Korea. Trump dropped a nuclear bomb yesterday. He literally undid the United Nations and explained things that even the presidents who are reluctant to clap or give any praise to him at all broke out in applause when he says, we were for America, we're for its sovereignty. And then he mentions something incredible, the individual is sovereign, which is a taboo for all the professors in the universities because they want to think to be sovereign is a mortal sin. And yet sovereign is what I refer to that I humbly submit to you because you have free will. You are sovereign. God gave you that inleanable. No lien can be put against it by the government because it doesn't come from the government. It comes from God. We're born with that. We're given that in our human dignity. And Trump put this together in an amazing way and explained it in a profound way that just nuked everybody there. So they broke out in applause, these presidents, reluctantly, because he's saying, you be sovereign. We're for America first. We're for the individuals first. He said, I came to power not to exercise it, but for the people to have the power. That's where my power comes from. They're sovereign. And I guarantee you, every president there started to think, this guy's right. They may even hate him and despise him, but they had to respect this man because he's from God. I Don't get confused that he's a saint. God has risen up people for the man of the hour that has the qualities necessary to be blunt, direct, and straight to get the job done. How can we be mixing the message with Donald Trump? It is the message. The purpose of this special broadcast is to make you start realizing, not by force, but by educating and enlightening you, this is message. This is Medjugorje. And nobody's been able to bridge this. Nobody's been, we've been seeing it for years. And we've been trying to help you see this. You've got to start looking in terms that it's just not going to Holy Mass, not just fasting, not just doing the prayers. There's just basic messages because Allah is here to change the whole world's direction. And if we don't recognize the map to start out on that direction, we'll never begin. And yesterday is part of the turning point, something very, very profound. 
Do you accept it that presidents in the past have been working with God and his plans? What you're about to hear proves that. I'm going to play you another clip that talks about Ronald Reagan. Bill Clark was in his cabinet. There was in a meeting, and his cabinet was resisting Reagan. Ronald Reagan was getting frustrated because he knew what he was supposed to do. They continued to resist him. Bill Clark stands up and slams his fist on the table and says, Let Reagan be Reagan. See, anybody who's walking toward God's will, even the best people around, will often resist that. It's the same thing with Trump. Let Trump be Trump. When he's in office, they was resisting him because many of them around him had an agenda. I wrote, Look What Happened While You're Sleeping in 2007. And it was about Reagan and John Paul. This will show you how God works with men because Reagan was anointed as well as we know John Paul was. In the first meeting of Ronald Reagan and John Paul II, they both discussed being shot only 43 days apart. Both came very close to dying. Both discussed in their meeting they were saved for a purpose. Reagan said he owed the rest of his life to God. They both were born in the same era. They both grew up with a strong aversion to communism. They both were elected 24 months apart from each other. Pope John Paul II to the most powerful spiritual position in the world, and Ronald Reagan to the most powerful secular position in the world. Before they ended their meeting, they both knew they were spared for a divine plan from heaven. When the U.S. bishops, at the bishops' conference, on more than one occasion criticized and put down Reagan, John Paul II silenced the bishops. Reagan believed God had chosen the United States as the hope of mankind. John Paul II actually agreed, saying, quote, At this present moment in the history of the world, the United States is called, above all, to fulfill its mission in service of world peace. Unquote. Through these two men, operating under Our Lady's mantle, the Soviet Union fell apart. A cardinal close to John Paul II said, Nobody believed the collapse of communism would happen this fast on this timetable. We need to enter deep into this that we realize God is intervening into man's history because there's enough people in the world following all these messages that she can call upon God's grace to begin to appoint people of who we want to represent us in a godly way. Trump says, And strong sovereign nations allow individuals to flourish in the fullness of the life intended by God. That's Trump's words. Now, these words, June 16, 1983, I've come to tell the world that God is truth. He exists. True happiness and the fullness of life are in him. And Trump said, fullness of life intended by God. Trump said, in America, we do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine as an example for everyone to watch. Our lady said, February 2nd, 
19.90, do not impose your faith on unbelievers. Show it to them by your example and pray for them. Are you getting goosebumps? You should. He's speaking the messages and he don't even know them because he gets the gift of being put on his tongue. What Jesus says, don't worry what you say when you're held in assembly. I form those words. And those are the words of Our Lady. Trump says, if the righteous many do not confront the wicked few, then evil will triumph. Our Lady says, September 2nd, 2013, do not permit evil to come and rule. Trump says, all people deserve a government that cares for their safety, their interest, and their well-being. And lady says, May 2nd, 2014, I am with you for the sake of your well-being. Everything, people, is aligning. Everything is working toward the good. How do we do that? A principle that's put forth in they've had the first shot there is a need also for God's people to remember how God dealt with Israel when they sinned and how God dealt with Israel when they repented and put him first, a principle that must be always in the hearts in order for God to act on our behalf. God is acting on our behalf because for years we've been consecrating and praying, if my people turn away from their wicked ways, pray and repent, I will heal their land. They find the first shot continues. When we repent, we are to follow our lady's advice when she said, April 17, 1986, pray, fast, let God act. God is acting in our nation. There's another principle that follows this, and they find the first shot. We must also remember another principle. We will not recover our unleanable rights solely by ornaments and power. Those strengths, as shown through man's history, can be rendered useless when a people do not entrust themselves first to God by living his statutes. The principle to add to the above mention is a people are not so protected by their ornaments as they are their way of life. There's no man that's a saint on this earth. I know when Escriva was canonized, Benedict said he's a saint. And there was a lot of resistance to him to be canonized. But Pope Benedict said it just shows you that somebody can be a saint even though they made a lot of mistakes. So how you judge Trump, how you see him, is one thing. But I tell you, He's in the man of the hour point of God, in this turning point of the whole world's direction. So don't let nobody distract you. Get rid of distractions right now. Don't be having your cell phone around where it's going to ring or answer the phone even. Enter into this message from Donald Trump. Even if you've been told about it today or yesterday or you heard part of it, listen to it again. And listen to it through the lens of the messages. It's impossible for what he said and what he defined that we've never heard from any president this, except maybe back to our forefathers, and being this direct and having the strength to confront directly in the faces of evil 
of the president of, of Iran sitting there saying what he needs to say, not in meanness, but very direct. And that's how God is. God is direct. Is he God? No. But is he used by God? You better believe it. We're in a moment of something very exciting, and these are the things that's happening that we need to enter into by not letting them happen and pass us by because you won't recognize what moment of history you're in and how exciting this is to be in. We're not going to play Trump's speech for the United Nation. You can go back to September 20th, 2017. God raises up the man of the hour. Where we are right now is so much suppression, so much hatred to those who are patriotic, who love our nation, who wants our nation healed. And they have to stop Trump to stop us. We're the only nation on the face of earth of the third consecration of the United States of America. And they gave us a message for this nation. About all the 40 years, our lady has not given any kind of message like this. It's in the field. Decades of prayers for our, our nation. To give this nation into her hands. July 3rd, 2012. I told Maria, ask our lady to accept this consecration. We had several thousand people there. 10 o'clock at night, our lady gave these words. Form and make prayer groups through which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation to draw closer to God and to me. It's that simple. But the problem is, the bishops aren't listening. We've got an answer right there. And for Trump to rise up now and get back in office, it's paramount. Let Reagan be Reagan and let Trump be Trump. He is anointed, and that's why he's so hated. Do we need another George Washington? Am I saying Trump is? No, they're two different personalities. But the parallel between George Washington and Trump is the impact. Washington is Washington. Trump is Trump. But Washington faced the same things. Today we are trapped in many of the situations that what our nation to be birthed under Washington. The suppression and oppression from 1776 and the suppression today, 2022, and the oppression is the same that happened 246 years ago. And here we are. We need another George Washington. And that man is Donald J. Trump. Yes, there's a great distance between the personalities. I'm not speaking about that. Or what the qualities of George Washington paralleling Donald Trump. I'm talking about the impact. Our day today, we need somebody. And Trump is the man of the hour. His portrait fades and his memory is gone. Earthquake cracked his tower of stone His voice still echoes, charge on, charge on God bless America with 
So we need another George Washington, and we need the impact of what George Washington had that we have to have today. There are evil people who want to destroy not only Donald Trump, but his whole family. If they can do that to a former president of the United States, no one is safe in this country. I want to say a word to you. President Donald Trump and to your family. We stand with you. We are praying for you in this difficult time, for your protection and for a victory over all this darkness that surrounds our whole nation. I believe you have been chosen 
not just by people, but by God, for you to break through the present darkness and lead the United States of America back to the light of God. Our Christian nation and its former glory must be resurrected to save the whole world, not just our nation. We are to be that nation humbled under God. May Our Lady, the Virgin Mary, surround you with her peace and protection. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night.